I just well, got this back from Chris. I just got this back go, from go, Chris. Go, 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 go. I said, "Do you? Oh, there it still is. Call me. Do you still call me the Canadian Trend Master on your phone? Look at the top of the page." <laughs> <laughs> everybody welcome to it's just bodybuilding episode 144 we're gonna do instagram questions on this one with scott mcnally dusty hanshaw on it's just the wrong direction yeah, yeah well <laughs> from my point of view there you go yeah that's interesting. okay um like share subscribe comment ring the bell and we're going fast. We're going to start. Yes. Instagram question time. Am I the only one with, with, I got quite a few. I have more. I have some too. We're good, dude. We backed this shit up today. Oh, no. Thank you. Automotive. Bringer was on. Not bad. Okay. Here's what, here's one for you, Dusty. Shoot. And Scott, Dusty and Scott. What, what gave it? you the, con what, what gave you the confidence nice. to start coaching? And what inspired you to start coaching? Uh, well, for me, people started asking because I had helped a couple of people that were just friends um, <clears throat> and went to a show and was just being a friend and hanging out. And then after the show and after them placing really well, people asked. And I knew I didn't really know enough to charge. So I was like, oh, it'd be fun. And I probably trained for about two years before I took any money from anyone. Because I was telling people up front, like, this is all I know. And I know there's a ton left to be known. Oh, weird flavors. Interesting. Should I go purple? Yeah, give or it a go. The or green teal. or the blue one. Yeah, the teal is really good. I like. I haven't tried is the it? purple. Oh. Yeah. I haven't Ultra tried Fiesta Mango mm. or Ultra Violet. Mm. I feel like a party. I think I'm going to go Fiesta Mango. It's good. Right. Okay. It's a good one. So, you know what? You, you know what, Dusty? <clears throat> Fiesta, Fiesta Mango is a daytime drink. A good point, right? Violet, the violet one that's an evening. That's an evening, yeah. You sip on that when you're just gonna calm right. down for some <laughs> mushrooms, <clears throat> you'd, yeah. Or you'd, you'd you sip it off a stripper's ass, uh, but Scott doesn't get a tattoo on that day, no, sir. <laughs> there you go, okay. This <laughs> is work, it'll work because the episode 143 they know now, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if they haven't seen that episode, my stripper's ass comment will really seem out of left field. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> even better, even better. Wait, what the fuck? I mean, is you're wrong one getting hookers strippers. to your room in Australia, so what the hell? Um. <sighs> that was that's not how exactly what happened, but okay. Um. <laughs> Are you saying that you did not have a hooker in your room in Australia? <laughs> I, that's, you make it sound <laughs> the way he says it. It's not, it was good. It's not. It was good. <laughs> All right. Anyways, okay, Scott, uh, you have Scott, to answer now. After what inspired you to again. start coaching? Same, same <clears throat> thing with me. Um, I had the confidence because I, I, it started slowly. You know, I, I had my own success, and people started asking me questions, and it got to a point where I was investing so much time into helping people for free that I was like, if I'm going to keep doing this, which I love doing. I have to make something for doing it. So, you know, I started charging, but yeah, it, it, I guess it's kind of different nowadays because there's people that are just like, Hey, I've never done anything, but I want to become a coach. And then they just, uh, they just put it out on Instagram. Like, Hey, I'm taking 10, 10 clients. Actually I did. I took, 
I took a bunch of clients for free um, toward the start. So, mm -hmm. uh, and before I started charging money to people, I put these, I had these little projects that I put out online <clears throat> through this supplement company I was working with. And I said, hey, I'm looking to take 10 clients on and we're gonna do a blog. I'm gonna explain how we're dieting them along the way. And I got paid to do that too, because it was kind of like an educational thing. It kept people coming back to the website. And then we posted the pictures all along. But I tried to pick uh, 10 different people, like very different body types. Uh, so I could try to, you know, get more experience. Um, and it was after that I was, you know, I did that a couple, two, three times. And I was like, yeah, I want to start charging for this now. So that's cool. It's like, it seems to be the same story with all of us. I had a friend ask me to help him with a uh, body transformation. Do you remember the EAS yeah, body yeah. transformation yeah. contest? Yeah. Like <clears throat> that's what he wanted to do. So it was like, would have been 1999. And uh, he asked me to help him. So I helped him and he looked incredible. Like he fucking transformed and he sent his photos in and they messaged him back and they, they, they were like, your photos are killer. The only thing is when he sent his after photos in, they were like very bodybuilder. Like he was wearing posing trunks and he was posing mm -hmm. and they were like, we were looking for, you know, the kind of the, the dad holding the, like with the swim shorts, holding the newspaper, like mm. your photos, you know, you, but you, you know, you made it to like whatever level of screening and all that stuff. So he did good. He looked fucking awesome. And, and, um, and then I helped a guy for masters nationals. He was actually my second client ever. Hmm. Masters national like, second client. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he just asked me to help him and I, I said, okay, I'll help you. And, and he wound up like transforming, like he looked so much better at the nationals that year and he got second and um, yeah. And then just guys at the gym just started asking me to help them for shows and, you know, it just went really well, you know, a couple guys won like, you know, one regionals and local shows like overalls and stuff. And then people just kept asking. And so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but it was just an evolution. I sort of got sucked into it. I didn't really mean to. I didn't like ever at any point think, oh, I'm going to be a coach. And then I think I was at the point where I probably had like, like it was like full time clients. And I still was like, uh, I don't know if I even want to be a coach. Like, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't like I this. set out. Yeah. Like I, I didn't ever set out to do it. It was never a thing. I, I like, I want to be a coach. Like it was never like that. It just happened. Hmm. So, yeah. but you know, but I still, you know, I love getting people in shape for shows. It's awesome. It's, it's so, so fun, you know? Yeah, I'm so. actually surprised, Scott, when I when I'm in Canada, or is, is the people that live there don't work with Ron? And the reason I say that is, <clears throat> I've been to enough shows in Canada that it's comical that I can pick his clients out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you have this one, and he's like, oh yeah, I did, and I'm like, yeah, because they're fucking shredded. Like it's yeah. literally, <laughs> and because he won't say this, but it's funny. Ron also on the regular takes like two clients into a show and then wins both of those overalls and leaves. And I'm like, you Hell got this yeah. guy over here with 76 clients. Yeah. I'm like, I would go to the guy who comes in with one and wins. Like, it's such a different thing now. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people want, I'm just not a spreadsheet guy. I'm not going to get any spreadsheets. You guys, you know what? Both of you guys are very <laughs> humble too about your coaching. Cause, you know, a lot of people, they're out there and they're like, you know, oh, I'm the best and I'm the master shredder or what, you know, they come up with their names, right. 
you I know neither you guys really do that, but the people I see you work with both do a real you guys really both do a very, very good job. Well, Chris Isito, when we message, he yeah. calls me the he literally calls me the Canadian trend master. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm even programmed into his phone as the Canadian trend master. Holy it doesn't shit. Have I don't think it says Ron. Why didn't I show me a screenshot? Why did I not? He showed me a screenshot once. I was calling him, and he took a screenshot of his phone and sent it to me, and it says Canadian Trendmaster. (laughs) You'll you'll love this, Ron. So, uh, my friend Daniel turned pro last year and uh, Masters, and he's decided he wants to do like two shows, but like back to back, and then be done. He just wants to do shows as bodybuilder. Uh, as a pro and <clears throat> be done. So he uh, reached out and he's talking to me about getting ready for shows. And he keeps mentioning them. And I was kind of like waiting. And then he finally was like, all right, I'm ready to compete. And I was like, well, you think you should just work with Aceto? And I get this, is that an option? I'm like, well, if I ask him, it's an option. So he's like, of course I want to work with Aceto. So I send Chris, I said, hey, I got a guy that's a friend of mine that won't waste your time. Um, will you take him on <clears throat> for for these for uh, these two shows? His answer back was, "Will he eat a potato even if he doesn't want to?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just lost it because I'm like, "This is how Chris talks." Because everyone comes to him and they tell him this whole, "I'll do anything, whatever it takes. I bleed for this sport." And then he's like, "I have eight ounce potato. Like, can I have rice?" He's like. <laughs> Will he eat a potato? <laughs> Even if he doesn't want to. That's the line. Yeah. Like, Chris is so, so down to so, like, that is the filter. I'm yeah. really sorry if... if so I, I sent it to Daniel, a screenshot. I sent it to him. He goes, I'd eat that fucking thing rotten if he asked. <laughs> will, he eat a, will he eat a potato? Can I have uh, rice? <laughs> <laughs> That was it. I'm like, and only people who know Chris well understand that that is, and there was no like back and forth first because I don't do that whole like, you know, when people like want to borrow money from me, they're like, hey, Ron, how's it going? How's Emily? How's how's the dog? Jim going good? And then they go, can I have $10,000? I just hit you. I'm like, can you help my friend? Or can I borrow 10 grand? Like, we don't need to do the bullshit. Let's go. So, yeah, that was his answer back with no other words. Will he eat a potato even if he doesn't want to? I just got this back from Chris. I just got this back from Chris. I said, do you still call me me the Canadian trend master on your phone? Look at the top of the page. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. Oh, that's classic. Good shit. Okay, He's so one of my I'm, favorite I'm just, people in the sport, and and I'll be honest, absolutely. When, when we were when you said like you didn't really want to be a coach, Ron, <clears throat> I I kind of did, and part of it was looking at guys like Chris. It, to me, that was fascinating, and I wanted to like you know I wanted to kind of do something something of my own, like a guy like Chris Aceto. So yeah, it, it was something I wanted to do. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Well. You keep getting clients, and your clients look good, man. Every Thanks, all man. your both your guys' clients look awesome. Every time either one of you puts anybody up, I'm like, oh yeah, look at the legs. Like the legs are always shredded, you know. All right, that's I got one a question. Thing. I got a solid question for you guys. This is my one of my great clients, Mark. 
If you was a giraffe, where would you wear the bow tie? Top or bottom? <laughs> I, Look at Ron's face. He's thinking. I'm thinking. There's reasons for both. Well, the bow tie would go on the shirt, and the shirt would end at the shoulders. Yeah, that's a valid point. Right. See, I Unless it's like a Chippendale giraffe and it doesn't have a shirt, but if, if it's wearing a bow tie and no shirt, that's a different story. Now we're talking about a stripper giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid point. Does he just have cufflinks and the bow tie? Yeah, what do we got yeah, going yeah. on? Here? I assume there's also a jacket and a shirt, and then that would mean it would end at the shoulders, so it would be it would be a it would be at the bottom of the neck. Right. I, yeah. I feel well, like that's a few right. inches. You'd have a collar, you know. Yeah, be, yeah. I think that's yeah. the right Most answer. Of the neck, most of the yeah. neck is up top. Most I feel like that's the right up. answer. I feel like now that you've presented it that way, I couldn't see it any other way. <laughs> yeah, you can't argue any other way. <laughs> no, unless unless Scott's giraffe is absolutely a stripper. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's the only yeah, way. Yeah. Scott's like, well, mine's a Chippendale for sure, and uh, right. there we go. Times are tough. <laughs> He's making good money in a rough economy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. That was a good one. Do you see that? I love the Amber Heard OnlyFans memes. Oh, God. I didn't see them. It's just funny. Like, shows like the CEO of OnlyFans sitting with his hand around her. He's like, you'll be all right. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Oh, that's good shit. Okay. Um, biggest pet peeve from clients is it late check-ins bad pictures um you know making like what would it be typical well i mean the things you just said are valid but i don't i don't let them falling short on their goals affect me like my my good clients are not late on check-ins and they fill their shit in they do it right so i don't worry about that um that's I can't be more connected to their goals than them. I would say, and this this is a soft one because I'm not hammering my the clients to do this, but if I could make a suggestion to make their life easier, stop thinking. Like I have so many clients that just that you could feel the engine start running as they get closer to the show and the mind is turning and they're starting to think way too much. You know, I get the week out advance. What's what's gonna happen for next week? What's the plan? Um, you know, I'm thinking I'm a little flat and a, a lot of thinking and the thinking usually starts to happen when they're hungry, yeah. you know, cause they're worried and really they're hoping that they're going to convince you of something. I try my best to just tell them if you can just trust that I will get you where you want to do, all I need you to worry about is the process every day, execute the day, leave all the worrying to me, which I don't worry at all and you'll be fine. Um, so that's. And again, I, I hate to use the word pet peeve because in the beginning, I think everyone is that way, unless you're me and you hire Chris Aceto and you literally like fall asleep. You know, right. when I first hired Chris, I did I, I just knew he knew so much more than me that I didn't even think. It was just okay, okay. You know, um, I think every athlete would be better if they could take that stance and and literally take any emotion out. Yeah, I guess that's the word emotion. I think when you're tired, you get emotional. And there's really no room for emotion in getting ready for a show. Yeah. Or in life in general. Oh, sorry. 
most of what you think is happening is actually just happening in your brain. Like, hmm. oh, I'm flatter. <laughs> oh, I'm losing muscle. Oh, I'm this and that. I'm, you know what I mean? I need to eat. My metabolism is slowing yeah. down. I can feel it. Yeah. I, I hear people say stuff like that. Oh, you know, I, I know I'm like my metabolism is getting slower. I can feel it. I'm like, what do you mean you can feel it? Well, I just feel it. I'm like, that's, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Very <laughs> deep. Mean, the energy that the universe sends you. Yeah. You're a Gemini, like, aren't no, you? No, you're not. Never mind. You're on 25 <laughs> micrograms of Cytomel. You're not slowing down. You're fine. So, yeah. Stuff like there was, that. There was, there was one person uh, who actually said that they physiologically needed a cheat meal. Hmm. Right. That's trying to use big words I won't understand. That's frustrating. You know? I have a client. How's this, Dusty? I have a client. He has to be 180 to make his classic cutoff. Mm -hmm. He started, he pulled me aside at 24 weeks out and said, Hey, would you prep me? And I said, Sure, I'd love to prep you. How much do you have to weigh? And he goes, I have to be 180. And I go, What are you now? And he goes, 235. And I was like, That's a little big for. 180. Yeah. Oh, what, I mean, how much fat was he? Was he pretty well, solid? Well, he was, he, was, he was clean, <clears throat> and he was pretty pretty chunky and smooth. Like, he didn't have abs. But he was big. He, like, had a lot of muscle on him and big quads and stuff. Great right. physique. He, he's a, actually a mm -hmm. classic pro. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, man, you got fucking, like, he's big and, like, pretty off-season. Mm -hmm. He's just been on straight diet. Um, from 24 weeks out to, I guess he's five weeks out now. So oh, you showed like, me him. Yeah. And yeah. he hasn't had a single high day or a single cheat meal. And he's just been losing like three pounds <clears throat> a week. Bang, 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 bang. Like non-fucking-stop. Just every single set of pictures get better and better and better and better and better. Every He sends pictures like every second day and they're better. <laughs> like... He's fine. That's what's fun. You know? But this cool. whole, oh, I need a high day. If I don't have like a, a pizza, like my body's going to come to a halt. It's like this dude's been on like 20 weeks of deficit, but his body's just flying because he had a lot of body fat to burn. You, 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 right. just, you know what I mean? Yep. You know? I mean, he's getting close to needing a high day now after dropping like 40 fucking 45 pounds. He's like finally needing, right. probably getting close, you know? It's funny. But yeah, you got to be lean to have that stuff. If you're if your glutes aren't coming in and you're not real lean, those high days don't. I, I think that that's the problem is people have all these high days and they're not anywhere near ready to have mm. high days. Like I yeah. think of all the years I worked with the Cedo, where the first half of the diet was nothing. Mm. Yeah, it was just worse. It just got worse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then next thing you know, you're eight weeks out and you look pretty damn good. And all of a sudden, the high days start coming, bang, yeah. bang. And then every time you have one, it's like you get leaner, bang, bang, bang. And it's just you got to be patient. You got to dig yourself into that big, you know, where you get all that weight off early. You know, you got to yep. you got to run, run for it. Try to get ahead, you know. And people have this sort of like they're afraid to shrink, afraid to lose muscle. It, it just it's not as common as as you think. Agreed. Yeah, I think you can you can definitely. <clears throat> The only thing I have done, and I've actually done this in reverse, and I don't know if you guys ever have, I've given someone a day they didn't need because I knew it would be good for their brain and we had time. Yeah. 
I can see that. Right. That's a thing. Sometimes when you have time now, you can like manage other things like their mental state. Yeah. Like there's sometimes like that. you don't have time. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. A lot of times you don't. But there are times where I'm like, you know what? I l- I'll literally look and I'm like, because I can feel, you know, it's, it's like in sports, you know, like you remember in football, you yes. can hear the footsteps and you know yeah. someone's coming to level you. I can feel them about to get leveled. And I'm like, oh, here, we'll just toss them a cheeseburger. And it won't right. do shit to hurt us, right? but it'll yeah. help them mentally. And I'll usually at that point preface like, hey, it's going to be a minute. We got a ways to go, but we could do this now. Your, your body needed it. You know, right. it's like what I mean by body is your brain is attached to it. So, right. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. <laughs> Managing the brain is, uh, is a huge part of it. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, there's definitely both sides to that. So, okay. I got another one. Um, best tips for, oh, that could be two things on how he worded it. I'll skip that one and go back to, oh, here's one for you. If you have to give up one forever, hats or chucks? Fuck. This person's an asshole. Is it all hats? All hats. Never wear a hat again or never wear chucks again. You could switch to Crocs. They're really comfortable. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've right, I'm gonna so many memes. I'm, so I'm going to shock some people. I'm going to shock some people. <clears throat> I'm going to keep my hat because as much as I'm reluctant to say this, vans are very comfortable. Yeah, there's always other like similar and, shoes but it's and not vans like are a shoes. great shoe i just as an old man and i know vans have been around but vans are like the are like the new school chucks for kids now like hmm. the cool kids are wearing vans hmm. and i'm not cool so i stick with chucks so there you go <clears throat> okay how about you ron yeah i i can't i can't give up hats i've always yeah. been a ball cap guy like since high school i always wore a ball cap like all the time it's just, uh, I don't know. It's my little thing. Yeah. It wasn't like I started wearing one like when I got older and like my hairline started receding or anything. If anything, I probably melted my hair. Yeah. Wearing a hat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Melted my fucking head. Here's one. I have a couple of these. I don't know if you guys do. Do you guys have any stories of meeting or interacting with any pro wrestlers? Huh. No, hmm. not like interaction. Like I met the rock, but everybody that's been a Bible has met the rock. So that doesn't, it's like, Hey, what's up to you? I didn't even take a picture. I didn't care. Um, but yeah, go, what are yours? Well, I have a few, but I didn't know if Dude, you guys you maybe can, did. I you thought, can do one for each of us. Yeah. I thought maybe, I thought maybe Scott would, cause he's in Detroit, you know, and like there was like a lot of wrestling around there for a no. long time. Yeah. No, I, 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 I never haven't. saw Hulk Hogan at Powerhouse or anything. Oh. I wish, man. I loved Hulk Hogan when I was a kid. He was a badass. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have any stories like that. My first, well, I'm from Alberta, and that's where <clears throat> Calgary is. And Calgary is like the epicenter of, you know, wrestling in the 70s and 80s, and even into the 90s for a lot of the world. A lot of the the Hart family came out of Calgary and their training facility was there, the dungeon and the Hart, Stu Hart, the dad trained all the Hart brothers and all the Hart boys and all the other 
wrestlers that would come to Calgary to train at the dungeon and learn the craft and all that stuff. So like Brett, the Hitman Hart and, you know, um, Chris Benoit and like so many guys came out of that, out of that area. So like, I, I have friends that went to high school with like Chris Benoit and like, you know, stuff like that, crazy stories. But the first pro real famous pro I met was Rowdy Roddy Piper. And that wow, was at Gold's. It was at yeah, and that was at Gold's Venice. <clears throat> and I was there working out by myself when I was like twenty. And um, I went to use a preacher curl. I remember, and uh, he came over at the same time. And I was like, "Oh, are you going to use this?" And he goes, well, "We could work in." And but he had his hood up, like, and I couldn't see his face. Yeah, and um, he was kind of limping. He looked like a banged up old guy, right? And he goes, oh, we can work in or whatever. And, and I was like, okay. And he did a set. And then I did a set. And then he said something to me. And it was his voice. I remember thinking like, wait a minute. And I huh. was trying to look at his face. Because like it was like he was looking down. And then like I finally saw his face. I was like, oh, shit. And then I was like, after we were done doing preacher curls, I was like, hey, you're like Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And he's like, oh, hey, man. And then I said I was from Canada. And he was like super cool. Took a photo with me and talked to me for a bunch. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That's I was like, story. I remember being like, kind of like, oh fuck, at how much he was limping. Like he was like <laughs> limping around the gym, like he was banged up. Yeah, it was it was kind of it was noticeable. Yeah, those guys hey, take a beating. Yeah, I gotta ask you, Ron, have you ever noticed how many great people you've met around a preacher bench? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, eh? Around a preacher club <laughs> bench, Big <laughs> Titus. Like, Roddy, Roddy Piper. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that's, it's just that's because, where you go meet dudes. It's it's like uh, well, Tinder kind it's of. It's statistically <laughs> statistically a very popular piece for all the dudes, right? Everyone it's wants true, those yeah. preacher curl. You know, you're not going to well, meet there's multiple benches, so that's not a problem. It's, they're not going to. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't meet a lot of famous people at the adductor machine. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, I made friends with Macho Man at the adductor machine. <laughs> You're not going to say that, right? Like, I met the ultimate warrior at the single hamstring curl. Yeah. You just don't hear it. It's like, no, no, it's, it's not where you meet the ultimate warrior. You meet him at the fucking, you know, the you know, the the bench press or the squat rack or something like that. Yeah. Every time I think of, like, a standing leg curl, I can actually uh, I can, I can actually hear Bennett talk about, let's, let's take a lying leg curl and make it a worse piece of equipment by putting it vertical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so anytime somebody mentions that, and I still use them because it's like ah, that's something else to do. But it does I know. make me I like laugh. The mechanics his, his accuracy variety. is is so true, but it's it's so funny. Uh, well, my the, the the so I'm gonna go on a little rant. One of the oh, leg boy. pieces, one of the leg pieces that I hate the most is mm -hmm. the one that Joe Bennett calls the poopy press, which Bridges. is that like, well. Hammer hammer strength makes it, and they call it a hack squat, but it's not. Oh God, like a normal yes, hack squat. Oh, that's not a good machine. It's, it's the hip one that you're sitting yeah. in, and it's yeah. kind of at an angle, and you hold onto the handles. Yeah, I fucking shit. hate what a useless piece of shit that is. Yeah, it's Agreed. a joke. Get rid of it if you're using it. It's a huge waste of time. You're limited by what your hands can hold. You're so unstable. Unless you're like doing a hack squat. You can do calves yeah, you do on calves it. on it, but <laughs> then it's it. dangerous because there's yeah. no safety catch for calves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, anyways, <laughs> I hate that beast. It sucks. It's terrible. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, just get a hack squat, get a, or a belt yeah, squat, like or something. But you're right. Press. It must say it must say hack squat on it because I have clients who send me that, 
Yeah, hammer strength. I'm like, I think oh, that's no, no, what they no, call that's, it. That's, that's it, not. Yeah, that's, so. a, that's a that's piece of shit. That's not a hack. Yeah, <laughs> that's the poopy press. Yeah. yeah, they should actually label it that way now. If you would like to get this used poopy press for twenty seven ninety five, used poopy press for sale twenty two hundred bucks. Come and get it. Anyways, oh I just don't God. like that piece. That's just me. That's it's terrible. Me. Yeah, it's just it's him and essentially else that knows what they're talking about. I mean, essentially, you're kind of leg pressing, but you're just in a way weaker, less stable spot that you could slide out of the seat if yeah. you had like a thousand pounds on you. You know, <laughs> there's no That's way the that makes sense. Yeah, None. I mean, a leg press, a leg press is far superior, a million times more, more secure and stable and locked in. And, anyways, you know what I'm saying. It was like a good PSA like for the show. I like that. That was good. Yeah, I didn't feel like that was yeah. a rant though. There wasn't enough anger. Do you want to get angry about it? Or are we good? Okay, we'll skip. Well, I leave the real angry rant to you. I try not to come across too angry. But Dustin, you usually sense. You kind of borderline lose it every episode for just a second. <laughs> then he kind just of reel, I reel but, back in. <laughs> yeah, no, but me and Scott just let him go. We don't have to yeah. say anything or try to guide him. It usually, he usually sort of reels it in he knows. himself. He knows. Good. <laughs> yeah. you know okay. <laughs> ah, ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, um... Any old school, non-conventional exercises that you think are still worth doing? Is there anything like old and weird that you still like that you Jeffersons. don't see people do anymore? You do Jeffersons. Huh? You ever done like Jeffersons? Hmm? Great movie. Never. Really? Bitch do you just alternate? Out. Do you do like hey. 10 one side, 10 the other? But I don't do it immediately. Same way I do any of my other um, unilateral work. I do one. Then I'll take a full break and do the other. So hmm. like like if I was training with you, Ron, and we were doing like even a even a heavy dumbbell row, I'd do my right arm, you would do yours. And then I'd go to the other one. Yeah, that's what oh. I do too. Yeah, that's, that's not what, what I, I do. I just take like a 30 second break it. and then do the other arm. That's why your one side is so much less stellar. <laughs> <laughs> I alternate. <laughs> and oh, I alternate. Shit. I alternate if I have um if I'm equal. Then I just alternate every set. So this set I'll do left, right. Next set I'll do right, left. But if I have that one set, even less sense. Now you've given. If you do left, right, and then the next set you do right, left, you've had even less rest for your right arm that went last. Yeah, but then the next time you do anything one arm, you flip it. It all comes out in the wash. Oh, you mean you mean next time? I thought you meant like the very next set. No, like it all comes out in the wash. You, as long as you vary it, you vary it all the time. You're good. But okay. if I have like say a, a one bicep that needed to be bigger, I would always do that one first. Yeah, I start with my left bicep because it's stronger, mm -hmm. and then I try to pick, keep yourself. up with that on my right arm. And right. this is this is interesting, probably stupid, but it's what I always did. It was strong enough that it'd be like three extra reps. So I would say if I was doing like unilateral uh, hammer preacher curl, I would do the left one and say I got seventeen. And I failed at 14 with the right. I'd put it down and take a second, then pick it back up and do three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I do good. stuff like that all the time. Yes. <laughs> I still did exactly. 17. Yeah. yeah. And we only yeah, post for sure. the left arm on Instagram because I'm strong. Yeah, no, I do that same sort of stuff all the time. Or you just go to like like the failure rep on this on the strong arm, and then you do the other arm and you force reps all the way to the with the number. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just Perfect. like ah, just throw everything at it, fucking kill it. Kiss and stink. Yep. 
Thank you for tuning in to another podcast here at Think Big Bodybuilding Media. If we've provided value to you today, then please consider contributing to our show. You can help support the show through Patreon. Every $5 helps to pay for the software and the hardware and everything else that goes into making a podcast. You can also contribute by using our code at True Nutrition. True Nutrition has been our title sponsor for several years now. I'm super grateful for them. And I've believed in True Nutrition supplements long before they sponsored our programming. You could use our code THINK for health supplements and performance supplements. Feel free to hit me up if you have any questions. And if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have free shipping over $99, huge discounts on overstock, short-dated, and label-changed products. Plus, they have all your normal supplements too. Thank you guys for listening to the commercial. I hope you're having a great day and that your bodybuilding is going well. Let's get back to the shelf. You know uh, what I mean? Is it is it possible... To add to truly add muscle while in a deficit. Well, yeah, I mean, but there's, yeah, add drugs. But if you don't do that, well, it <laughs> depends on what you were doing. So, like, if you just started training and you just dropped into a slight deficit, then yeah, you're going to be able to add muscle for a while. There's that like period of time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's all these other you know things that affect that like what have you been doing you know are you you know have you been training hard the whole time you know what were you eating before you all of a sudden went into this deficit so it depends on what you kind of how you set your body up for that of course drugs are you know first time someone does drugs ever if it's a contest preps a lot of times their weight doesn't even change (laughs) (laughs) you know like i've had guys where they're like yeah they do their first cycle you know and they'll start their prep at like 215 and fucking compete at 205 like barely yeah. drop weight you know so it happens. i do that almost every prep to the other career but it, truthfully it was because my off seasons were next to nothing yeah, um, and you were getting lighter and, lighter and then the as i got closer to the show then the drugs were going up yeah so you know chris used to i literally have texts that would make me laugh because he'd say you're great at getting shredded you suck at losing weight yeah, because I would yeah, hit yeah. a point like before probably my best look, I was 270 on stage, but I want to say seven weeks out, I was 260. Hmm, no right. kidding. And then it just started climbing. <laughs> but it was because, again, we just we didn't use a bunch that off season. Chris kind of I, I worked with him year round and he would just be like, oh, I'll do this. And I remember that prep, I want to say we we're like 12 weeks out. And I was like, hey, um, I'm just on test. And he was like, oh. Throw some master on and, and uh, you know, trend in there, and we'll go from there. Like, so it was literally like we just kind of added it in because, like, hey, I still haven't started any cycle yet. And he's like, oh, oh well, I guess we should do that then. <laughs> but I did Plus find the last- that um, growth did that uh, for me. Oh, yeah. So I would do four hmm. IUs and one, one contest. So I went up to eight by the end a day, and the scale was definitely going up. But I will argue with anyone, it was worth it. I was round, and I'm the least round white dude you've ever seen in your life. And I was like, holy shit, there's almost another dimension. Not quite, but almost. Right, right. I'm 2.2D, not three. <laughs> oh, you, you had some 3D, buddy. <clears throat> what else we got? Let's see. I don't know if people, you know, you haven't posted a picture of your back for a while. You got to throw up a throwback thursday back double bicep one of these days 
I actually looked at it yesterday. I was like, fuck, it's still there. That's cool. Well, I'm sure um, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, here's, here's, oh, these are always interesting questions to me. So I'd like your guys' answer because they're different things. EAA or WPI post-workout, is one better than the other? Well, I mean, if I could only pick one, I'd have a, a shake post-workout as opposed to just having EAA. I would have a shake. There's, you know, I, I like the thing with EAA is very, very short in the bloodstream. Whey protein is longer than EAA, but not as long as steak. You know, like... Yeah. There's all these different releases. So I would probably go with the whey protein post-workout. It's closer to food. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to be more satisfying if you're going to like call it a meal or not eat for a while. Like, I don't know exactly what they mean by what's the follow-up meal to that. You know, are they running home to have a giant meal or is this considered their post-workout nutrition? You know, is this like a worst case scenario story where I'm being forced to pick one or the other with no other options? So, Congress or hat, dick. Um, yeah, right. If you just have one, I would have whey protein, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, the only thing that I do with that, and we covered this um, a couple episodes ago, was after big body parts, I can't eat or drink much of anything, like back or legs. So I can knock down 20 grams of EAAs, and then in 30 minutes, I'm ready to eat. My stomach's kind of settled down. So I'll do that, like, literally at the gym, just drink that on the way home, shower, whatever and then eat a meal and i'm good to go sometimes it shakes you know they're light fuck me up when i'm nauseous there's this one question it's best tips for flawless peaking right but mm -hmm. when i first read it i thought it said flawless packing and i thought it was oh. like a travel advice question oh i got you and i was far <laughs> I, I was actually far more excited <laughs> yeah Absolutely. To give let's, travel let's advice. Let's, I, I want to hear now. So let's, let's get some. You ever see those, those, you, those Instagram posts where it's someone folding a shirt in the most flawless, speedy way ever using like a, a piece of cardboard? Yeah, those little like, boards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I always wonder, does that work in my size? Because. Yeah, yeah. You ever like, 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 you ever roll your clothes up in the suitcase? I've seen people do that. No, I tried to do I that. Tried it didn't it. work for me. Okay. It didn't work. I didn't I didn't have the success. Did you did it work? Uh, yeah, yeah, it worked for me. I, I I've adopted the rolling method for my suitcase. Really? No, yeah, yeah. Interesting. You take the t shirt, you like fold tight it in half. Or? Yeah, you roll it tight, and before you know it, you've got like, you know, six t shirts in what would have been like four like three or four folded area. What do know? you do when do you have drawers that you put your t shirts in or do you hang your t shirts at home? Um drawers for t shirts. Yeah. I hang them color coded, so that's the problem. I, I don't, I don't have enough. I don't have enough space. We have two uh, closets, and uh, I have a lot of hoodies, so they're all. It's like uh, all. Hoodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a really nice West Coast Iron hoodie that's like super nice, and it's too fucking hot, and I haven't got to wear it yet. But anyways, <laughs> you went so a little burnt about that. <laughs> I, I remember I, when I talked to Jay at the LA Fit, um, he said something about traveling and 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 he goes, "Oh, you travel, you're traveling a lot again, eh?" And and I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, he goes, "It's funny how some people think it's so hard." And I go, "Yeah." Huh. I go, "I know what you mean. Like 
you know, and I'm like, you know, people say stuff to me like, oh man, it's such a big deal. And he's like, it's just nothing. He's like, it's so, it's like, I could, get, I could pack in like five minutes. He's like, I could just go. And it's like so easy. The more you like, travel too, the more, yeah. the easier it gets, you know? Yeah. Jay's like, you- I don't even, Jay's like, I, I don't even think when I pack, it just happens. It's just instant. Like it's nothing. Do you see? Yeah. Do you see? I put up on that the last trip when we went to LA. I'm going through uh, security at the airport, and I realized how stressful this process is to everyone but me. Huh. Like <laughs> I'm watching, I'm watching couples. I'm like, you guys must hate each other by the time you're done with this process. They're yelling at each other, "Take your fucking shoes off!" Oh, and I'm like, yeah. whoa. And, and then you got other people that act like they've never done it before, and you know they. <laughs> I'm have. like asleep. This is I'm like so, walking exactly. through security at seven in the morning. Every time I travel, I'm just like so chill, not a worry in the world. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's baffling. I literally, I, put, I commented, I was like, I can't believe that people who travel together, like I, I actually I said, I said, what, watching people go through the TSA makes me realize. The competing against most people in this world is easy because they're so fucking dumb. Hmm. It was right. painful to watch. It's yeah, like okay, you take everything, take everything out of your pockets, and then they go through and it beeps on them, and it's like, oh, do you have something in your pocket? Yeah, I have seventy six dollars <laughs> in change. I'm like, do you have a drink? People- oh, I referred to that as a refreshment. I didn't realize it was the same. It's fucking liquid. Some people away. are very unaware of what they're doing or how slow they are. Yeah. yeah. I actually did do that once though, Ron. I went through and uh, I had forgotten I had used my carry-on bag to like use in the sound and I threw all my shit in there, my computer and stuff, and I go through and the, it comes, the guy pulls it and the guy goes, you got a knife. And I'm like, Ooh. what? He goes, you got a knife. I'm like, no, I don't. He goes, hey, do. He pulls out a fucking steak knife and I'm like, Ah, huh. I guess now you got a knife. He goes, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I guess that was pre-current age. It wasn't a big deal. But I was like, fuck, I had a giant steak knife in my bag. Shocked that didn't It happens. Through. It happens. They, they're, they're, I mean, sometimes you get someone who's not an idiot, right? So they look at you and they're like, oh, it's just a bodybuilder who left a steak knife in his bag. Like, yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, if you were a little like a weird little businessman, like dressed as a businessman, you were acting super strange, and you also had a book called "How to Kill People with a Steak Knife," then the you might have you might have thought <laughs> you might have thought a little little worse of that situation. Oh, Scott's reaching for a bag. I got this What's bag. This is just my travel backpack. So this is like my carry on. It's got the zipper pocket for your laptop. Right. Got my keyboard oh. in here and stuff. But before I got my range duffel bag, this is what I would put my ammo and stuff in and my guns for like oh eight months. And I'm afraid to go to the airport now with this thing because they're going to they're going to swab it and they're going to like it's going to light up. I guarantee you oh, like, I that I've got residue on my hands and it's all over my clothes. Like I'm going to I'm going to get fucked next time I go to the airport. They're going to just put a swab on me and think I'm a, you know, a bomb. <laughs> I had a, you a friend are a of mine. Bomb. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend of mine who got pulled and swabbed, and he had just shot that day. Yeah, yeah. And he got pulled and swabbed, but he had videos on his phone of him shooting. He's like, "Oh no, no, look, look, we were just shooting." And he like had videos, and they like looked, and they like, I, yeah, I remember him telling me about that. I'm trying to remember if he was coming or going from somewhere. But yeah, they get the odd person, and then there's also like military guys that are f- flying home, like civilian. 
Yeah. And they'll set it off sometimes. So that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Or their bags. I think the closest I would ever have to that is back in the day, some of my lotions I've heard. Yeah. We do that. You know, that's just man shit. It's fine. Gunpowder in your lotions. Yeah, maybe we have a listener that can further educate us on it. There was actually a time, but it wasn't actually for guys, but it was an issue, I guess. Um, Victoria's Secret had some lotions that for whatever reason, there was something in them that could be an issue when they uh, were swabbing hands. I've seen that happen so like, before. A bunch of like complete, you know, my mom gets tapped at the airport. And she's like, no, it's Cucumber Delight. It's fine. <laughs> I do laugh at how like often i walk through the scanner mm-hmm. and there's like a big yellow square on my junk oh. <laughs> <laughs> like i've had my nuts patted down like a bunch of times and i'm like what the fuck is i mean i always wear one or two pairs of track pants because you got lots balls of balls of steel my friend balls of steel <laughs> it's off. yeah got some kind of implant in there or something yeah, bodybuilders do alert. set it off. They, they, I, I mean, yeah, I, I immediately walk out and just go like this, like arm straight out to the side. I'm like, it'll get me. Yeah, yeah. And it always does. Yeah. I've never not gotten nabbed going through that thing. Was that like a humble oh, brag man. from Ron there? No, no. I think, I think, <laughs> no, because he was saying yeah. he had artificial balls. Like, yeah. yeah no, I think it's probably more of, more of a case of like, all of the maybe like the the poisonous metals from the underground gear we've taken it winds up in our <laughs> testicles. It all settles, it all settles in our testicles, and they all go off on airport scans for some oh, fucking God. reason. You know, I, I just yeah. noticed that he said the size juice, of know. the yellow thing. Mine yeah. is much smaller. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the, the so yellow, like the sp- radioactive yellow triangle glow. on mine is very <laughs> the radioactive oh, glow of the nuts. You That's know. good shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Oh, this is, this is right. a good one. Realistically, how long can you continue to build mass naturally? I'm turning 30 soon. Well, I hate to be the guy that says it depends. But it does. It de- depends on how hard he's been going and how much mass he's already built. So mm-hmm. I think that like a massive percentage of your foundation can be built naturally. Like a lot of muscle can be put on naturally. So, you know, it depends on how hard he's been eating. If he's been going hard, like fucking all out, you know, eating and training for 20 years and or 10 years or 15 years, then he's, you know, maybe tapped out. But if he's just like recreationally lifting and he wants to get serious, there's still lots of room, lots of room. You know, you can add a heap of muscle in your 30s, fucking tons of muscle. Pro bodybuilders add muscle in their 30s. So a regular Joe can fucking. I don't think that most people realize. um, Your body will change if you load it. How much gas Hmm. is left in the tank um, or tricks in the bag between their training, their training intensity, their sleeping, their eating, their organization of all of the above. I mean, We've talked about this before, like my greatest gains of muscle tissue, and I know Ron's were the same. It wasn't when I got the heaviest. It's when I was the most psychotically perfect. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that Dante pushes all the time with guys. He's is you need to set your off season up in a way that you can grow clean or like on TRT, 
because if the moment you can see you are absolutely improving while on TRT or clean, then you know what's going to happen when you add the gas. But the problem is in reverse, if you just throw drugs at it, they hide mistakes. So you might not be gaining at all based on what you were doing, but then you throw drugs in and you're, you're growing. So like, oh, everything's perfect. You know what I mean? So it, it's absolutely something I've pushed on people. I've got a few new guys now. And one of the first things I like to do with people is see them train. And I am stunned when someone sends me training. I go, oh, fuck, that's perfect. Hmm. Very, very rare. The, the first couple rounds are really, really good. So a guy like that, my first answer is I assume a lot because I could pretty much guess that your training is not perfect. And I pretty much guess your diet isn't perfect. We fix those two things, then give you time. There's your muscle. Right, right. Uh, I agree. Okay, how long should a cycle be and how long is too long? Scott, you got to jump first for once. You've been quiet today. I'll say, I'm just trying to let you guys, you know, do your thing. Uh, we, and then, hey, you the know? show was nothing before we brought you on. We've been told this many times. <laughs> uh, we were uh, fucking hobbling along. <laughs> And then you came in like Superman and saved this shit. I felt like you're Trump coming in to save us. Uh, <laughs> with your guns. So, okay. I got I got some thought. Wait, what was the question again? I forgot the question. No. <laughs> I derailed him too far. I totally Sorry. did. How long should a cycle be? Oh, yeah. And how long is too long? Too long is uh, when you're starting to get health issues or you're not making progress anymore. But if you were to say... You know, like I, I think back in the day, we used to say like 10 to 12 weeks. But if you're at 12 weeks and you were to say, hey, I'm going to get some lab work, see where I'm at, and you're still making progress, then it's not too long. You know, I've known guys to run cycles past 20 weeks and do well with them. I think it comes down to, um, you know, what what are the benefits you're getting from it versus what are the costs of it? You know, early on that first we'll say first six weeks of a cycle, first eight weeks of eight weeks of a cycle, that benefit is probably going to be really high. And over time, maybe it's going to start reducing, but where is that line? It's probably going to be different depending on variables, depending on you, depending on your mm -hmm. training, depending on your nutrition, depending on the cycle, you know, how, how far along are you in? Yeah, I don't know. There'd be a lot, it'd be individual, but I can say that anywhere from six weeks to 20 four weeks would be my length of a cycle. Okay. That was a good answer. You got a lot of podcasts under your belt discussing this stuff. <laughs> That's yeah. what we do. No, I was going to say, I, I, I couldn't even add to that because I agree. My, my only addition is what Chris Cito always said, which is there's no rules in bodybuilding. Yeah. So yeah. make your decisions based on what's working or what's not working. Because I've also had cycles where at 10 weeks, I'm like, we're done here. Yeah. 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 You know, nope, nothing's really yeah. happening. I'm not seeing anything that tells me I need to keep going down this path. I'm out. Or you're having problems of some kind, like your shoulders really fucking bugging mm. you and you're like, it's just a waste of my fucking time. And you just, yeah, you got to like, sometimes the best yeah. move is to just terminate early. Yeah. You know, yep. you know, I had a guy start a cycle. He got like five weeks in, everything's going good. And then like massive, huge, you know, life change, massive life change. So he's like, okay, I got to, what do I do? And I was like, just let's just go back to cruise for a while. Get your get everything sorted out, you know, get the stress gone, you know. So, get the so yes. Yeah, so, 
sometimes because there's no show looming so it's no big deal right you could just like be smart and not waste time mm-hmm. yeah so yeah no that's good it says my guitar is out for delivery Ooh. i'm hoping it shows up finally just tried calling me did he i couldn't he tried calling me i didn't want to ambush him yeah hey, I, I, I can get that i get that you're on live <laughs> We don't tell him. He finds out later when his wife's watching the show because we know lots of women watch us now. Boom. Yes. yes. <clears throat> there you go. If we what could get him question? back on, that would be that that would be how good. long of a cycle. Yeah. I always used to say six to sixteen weeks. Yeah. Was just my rule. Do you, mm-hmm. you guys? Do you guys remember? Uh, the British guys are gonna fucking laugh at this. Do you guys remember that Paul Born? Bornson or Bornson? Yeah. Bornson, Borson, Paul Borson. Borson. Yeah. I didn't know him, but guy? Dave Crossland talks about him. He, he was kind yeah. of crazy with the dosing, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But I remember that was like a phase around like the 2000 era, like the new millennium phase. There was like front loading the fuck out of your, out of a cycle and then keeping it shorter. Yeah. Right. So you'd be like, okay, well, what's long acting? You know, you'd think, okay, Sustanon. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that one test ester has like, you know, yeah. it's there for like 28 Too days, so you know? Yeah. So he would take like 5,000 megs of sustenon in the first week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then like just, and then you'd be literally done the sustenon and that would just run to where, and then whatever the half-life, ex, uh, you know, ex- expiration of the sustenon is, that's the end of the cycle and all the other stuff comes down as well. That's how mm-hmm. he would structure his stuff, but it was like huge front loaded. Yeah. And then it might just be like a hundred megs of probe every third day for the rest of the cycle. Yeah, so the, the total taken in the however long the cycle is wasn't that absurd necessarily. It just seemed like it. But like, yeah, it was still pretty high doses, but like the front load was crazy. But I remember everyone was trying it for a while because they're like, oh, it makes sense. You're all fresh. And then you just slam in all this fucking gear. <laughs> yeah. Right? So everyone's like, it makes sense. Oh, it makes fucking sense. Bodybuilders are always trying to find thing. ways to make things, yeah. things make sense yeah. that they want Scientifically, to yeah, yeah. he's on to something, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Really, they just want to find a way to take five grams of test at once and be okay with yeah. it. So. Yeah. A lot yeah. of so I remember... <laughs> I remember, I think we all tried some front loading. Oh, yeah. Like some like hardcore front loading back in the day. A lot of test you know? flu in that phase for me. A lot, a lot of, of test flu. <laughs> <laughs> a little rough. <laughs> it was weird. And, and it's still at this point. I never got into, I just never really, I guess the drugs didn't excite me. Um, right. So it's not you that I didn't like use them. For I just didn't things. care how to take them. Or, so even now, like I get questions and people ask like, oh, when's the most important time? And my true answer was always like, well, I would just make sure I took them when I didn't forget. Yeah. I was, I was, I never cared when I took growth or this. I'm like, I just just get it in. Fuck, it's fine. I had a friend of mine. I'd be over at his house and he'd be like, it's shot day, it's shot day. And he'd like sing a little song and he'd like open up his kit, shot day. He's like all happy about being shot day. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I barely remember shot day. Make he's got and like usually you sword. remember three days after like fuck <laughs> shot day was one day and it's Thursday yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's like I remember <laughs> Lee I remember Lee Priest talking about how him and Paul Dillett lived together yeah mm-hmm. and like he said he would load up a syringe like and then like Paul would load up a syringe and then like leave it on the table and it would sit there for like four days. And Lee would be like, are you going to take this? He's like, yeah, I should probably take that. 
Like, so it's been here since like third. Loaded <laughs> syringes. Because I guess he'd preload a few at a time, but then they'd just wind up laying around. And he's like, I don't know how he got so fucking big. He fucking hardly took any shots. <laughs> Fine. We you also know? got shredded and hardly did any cardio. So there is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you got, I had you got, one, you another got, one. You got a finisher? We need like a finisher one. Solid. Oh, we got a little ways. We got a little ways. Okay. You're, um, well, here's one. What's your proudest moment, bodybuilding or not? Yikes. Oof. Scott, I expect a phenomenal answer out of you. No pressure. Um, I can't go first. I got to think. All right. Proudest Ron? Moment. God. I don't know. Moment. I don't know. It's a tricky word. Yeah. Is the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because like things that I think are really cool for me, I when I think of proud, I think of like most people compare that to like a, a public thing. Like yeah. Something other yeah. Where it might be like awesome. You know, I you know, might be like like yeah. Like I, personally proud. Um, buying my mom's truck was that but the reason was right. actually just because i was giving all of her money back i think that's one thing right. that's kind of a funny process like a lot of people are like oh it's so awesome and i'm kind of like yeah i still owe about 150k uh <laughs> like, right if you're talking about that but it was that was something that i just thought was cool to do um it definitely hit me more than the 20 cars i bought myself um, but yeah, so I guess that would be it. I mean, there's not a lot I've done that I feel is everything is kind of a stepping stone in my mind. We were actually talking about that today. Like as soon as I hit something, I'm already, before I hit it, usually I'm starting to think about the, the next step in that thing. So it's hard right. to be like, Oh, I'm so proud of that. Yeah. Once you have it, you're like, Oh, that's done. You know I mean? You've done some cool shit, but it's like, yeah, anyways, until I'm pulling Elon Musk's, it's just not that impressive. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because like you don't want to like I don't know. <clears throat> like you said, it is it's not any of the things I've you know done really for myself. Um, probably something to do with the gym. I don't know. You've got a fucking cool gym. Like what? Yeah, you guys probably have something put to together do with there. That. Probably mm -hmm. something to do with that. Like you know, maybe it has to do with like you know getting through COVID and all the stuff that came with that and all the turmoil and you know, how crazy stressful it was for everybody, including the members. And, and you know, when members come up to you and thank you for not, you know, hmm. well, they're not just thanking you, but they're also like, I'm so glad you survived the process. Because there's like lots of gyms that didn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's also, too, there's a bunch of gyms that have closed lately. It's hmm. like they made it through, but there was really. no momentum left at all. Yeah. So they were right. like, they made it through, but they were stuck in the mud and it just... So we're feeling, you know, how we're feeling the effects now. You know, big surprise. Yeah. Who would have seen that coming? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so think, um, we're just, we're just really fortunate. One too. Yeah, that's pretty, that's cool. I, I, um, I'm pretty proud because that of that. Because that survived as well. I mean, you had a two-year gap where you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm as soon as it was time, like think about all the, think about television shows. If they disappeared for two years, how people wouldn't give a shit if they ever came back. It's over. Yeah, that's like, that's interesting. So that, that's something. I mean, as an out, like I shouldn't say outsider, but someone who's not involved in it, I think that's a pretty successful thing. Because that was a, 
not a lot of people know Scott, but that was a hundred percent Ron's idea all the way down to the name. Was it really? Um, yeah. So it's like, I remember when it came a, together. That's by far the biggest show we've had no consistently. Kidding. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm, I'm really happy about that. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. And then just also to, um, you know, I, I always, for some reason was proud that I never like, you know, I left home when I was 19 and I never took any money from my parents after that. Like I was, I left right. home. Yeah. Like I left home and I was like, see ya. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always told my dad, like, you know, I'll be fine, you know, that sort of thing. So I was always proud of that. And now that my dad's, you know, 83, just had his 83rd birthday. And, um, you know, he's, you know, he's obviously happy. Everything's turned out good and, and all that stuff. So I'm pretty proud of that, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I can't think, I mean, I, I could I could say a lot of stuff, but I'm going to share one moment. Uh, and it was at McDonald's, actually. I was, yes. you know how they have at some McDonald's, they have like the two drive through uh, microphones. Yes. There's a lot of stress in picking which one you're going to go to sometimes at those. Uh, I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time, though. Like I stopped at the about the time of COVID. Like I, I just stopped because like, it's, 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 it's all messed up and I don't need it anyway. But anyway, right. uh, I was at McDonald's and. I pulled up to one of the microphones and there was somebody at the other microphone and I placed my order and I was done. So I pulled forward and the lady was in the, she was like a, an older lady, older, like 50 with her husband uh, in the passenger seat. And she got very upset because she was there first, but she didn't finish her order. So she finished her order and she wanted to get in and, you know, and so there's that, like, my worst nightmare is this confrontation. You, you, who's going to go first now? And she's she starts honking her horn at me. I'm already in position. Like, ah, I'm going first because I was already here. And uh, she starts honking her horn at me, and it becomes like this big thing. So I rolled down my window. <laughs> this is amazing already. <laughs> and I was like, I was ready to yell something, you know, obscene. But instead, I looked at her husband and I said, you know what, sir? I'm really sorry that you have to go home with her every day. Something like that. And he busted out laughing. The lady was like red in the face. And she has like, she's like screaming at me at the top of her lungs. I didn't even look at her. I looked at the husband. I was like, you know what? I'm really sorry, sir, that you have to go home with her. And he just busted out laughing. Like it was, it is... It was the oh best moment of my life. He fused the situation right and then, there. And then I just pulled forward. <laughs> I, I thought. I love that this is the proudest moment of his life. I was pretty good. I thought you were going to tell him when you said you looked at him. I thought you were going to tell him, shut your bitch up. <laughs> I, I kind of did. I think you that is what, what he said, actually. He just didn't hear it. It's an he American found a little way bit of saying a nicer that. way. It was a little more uh, hospitality way of saying it. Oh, but yeah, he died. Like, he just started laughing so hard. I'm really sorry, sir, that you have to go home with her. <laughs> and then she was really pissed because he was laughing, by the oh, way. How was the ride angry, home? Dude. How was the ride home? <laughs> I guarantee you, he did not get a sweet and sour sauce. He had to eat them without. <laughs> oh, yeah. It might not be the uh, proudest moment, but it was one worth sharing, you know, on the that's, podcast. It was the best story, that's for damn sure. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> that that was pretty good. 
There's nothing very, like a good a good roast that like silences everyone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's, what do you say to that? Nothing. Well, it panned out too because he was on my side. You know, he was like, "Yeah, I gotta yeah. deal with this shit every fucking day." You have no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man. Okay, we gotta do one more. All right. I don't have a. I don't have a great one. Okay. Here's here's one. All right. We've talked about this in some form many times. Okay. But what does a beginner need to know about competing in a bodybuilding contest? Is there any philosophical nugget you can drop on them as a beginner? Anything that they'll think, "Wow, it's going to cost changing. you." It's going to cost you a lot more than you think. Changing. It's going to cost you a lot more than you think. And I'm not just talking That's, money. <laughs> yeah. Sign From this here day forward, in blood. You're technically a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's think. Let me think for real. Um, once you've had high test, once you've had high test, you can never see the world through normal lenses again. Be careful. Sevens become tens. Yes. <laughs> make sure your make sure your judgment is very sound. Before ask a friend that is not on if she's as hot as you think she is. Yes, have oh. a non bodybuilding friend filter <laughs> to help you out with any sex drive related questionable situations. Yes. Right, you need a friend who has like a normal situation going on in his brain to kind of yeah. help you through this process for sure. Yeah. Hey, no, hey, hey, should I bang this chick? No, that's a terrible idea. No, no, no terrible no. idea. Red flag, red flag. You go through the Instagram, <laughs> all the red flags. Oh God. Yeah. No. I mean, the only. I mean, the, the the answer that we've given a million times that's actually accurate is you're not as big as you think you are, and you're fatter than you think you are. Hmm. Yeah, I, th I think things. I think if if I was gonna throw something at it, it would be that I don't think that you should do this unless you are absolutely in love with the training. Hmm. I think that like I just see it all the time that people that go down this road. And they don't really love the training. Hmm. It's like maybe something they do as a distraction from their, you know, other issues or they just use it for fitness or it's really good that they're training. I mean, it's really good for you to train and do cardio and all that stuff. So sometimes they're like, Hey, my old life was way worse and this is the healthiest option that I can be obsessed with. Yeah. That's cool. Seen that. That's cool. Like you get that, like all sorts of things. I mean, we've all talked about like addiction issues and food issues and all types of backgrounds people come from. So sometimes it is actually a much better option. Um, right. Than, you know, maybe the situation they were in or whatever. But I think for like someone who's actually like, hey, like I think I want to like try to go pro or really take this seriously or I think I can win shows, you know, I think I've got what it takes. You might have what it takes genetically. You might have what it takes mentally and all that stuff. But I guarantee you, you know, Chris Bumstead loves to fucking train. Yeah. 
right? Phil Heath loves to fucking train. Like these guys are athlete minded. You know, if they're not doing one thing, they're fucking doing another for sure. If Chris wasn't allowed to bodybuild anymore, you think he's going to sit on the couch? No. Yeah, fuck no. No way. He's, he's yeah, going to be out another fucking, thing to obsessively do. He'll be fucking doing something, doing something crazy and athletic, you know? Yeah. Physical. Maybe he turns I think into that a that's, fucking hiking um, machine or something. I don't know. Kate Zook put up a, a story this weekend. It was pretty funny. He said, I'm Cliff Stoning it backwards, but he said, when I was coming up, I wanted to train like the guys I used to watch that were, yeah. you know, that I idolized. He said, now when people want to be like Chris Bumstead, they don't train like him, they dress like him. Huh. And then they go to the gym. Right. Well, fucking and it was sad. super, like, I read it and I was like, God, it's, it's accurate because it's, I feel like doing a show to bring this back in has become an image thing more than what you want to do. Like, when I wanted to compete, I didn't know. I knew like two people that had ever competed. And during the process, when I realized I actually didn't like competing, but I loved prepping for shows. Right. All it's, the things that people complain about. And I used to say this, Ron knows this, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Scott and full name him. Um, when Gabe Moen was with us with Mutant and he would prep for a show, he used to bitch about the prep and how he couldn't wait for it to be over. And I always thought to myself, well, then why the fuck are you doing this? Yeah. Because if you don't love the prep, it ain't worth it. Like, right. I liked doing the prep. I liked going to the, I liked all of those things that made prep hard is what I enjoyed the most. And I think when you talk to most people who truly love bodybuilding, they feel the same way. It, you know, I, I don't and, think Chris Bumstead gets more out of a prep than I do. And I'm never winning shit, and he's going to win everything he ever does until he decides to stop. Yeah. So there's there's some guys that I've met that they love to train, and they're and they look incredible, big, and all that stuff. But they don't they don't love to compete. And um, I think it's a uh, it's great when they recognize that early, and they don't waste all a lot of their time and energy, and you know what I mean. And they just bodybuild and be big, and you know there's yeah. there's training, but the there's you know. There's training and competing. I guess you could you could separate the two. But if you're if the question is bodybuilding competing, then you've got to love the grind. You know, agreed. You know the athlete mindset. I'd say on the on the small like the lower level first show that one thing I think I've seen guys run into or or like the the light bulb that turns on once they actually get to the show that whatever muscle you have going into this is great. But what we really need to do is get you lean, you know, because you'll see guys that are like, hey, I don't want to lose too much size. They want to compromise almost. And once you mm -hmm. get to the first show, then you realize, oh, I just need to get as fucking peeled as I absolutely can. And, you know, obviously, the more muscle you have with that, the better. But if you're not peeled, you don't have anything, you know? Yeah. True. Yeah. Just get lean. Okay. Is that it? Is that another yeah. episode? Oh, yeah. That was at least an hour, wasn't it? That was good. It was yeah. good. It was good. That was good. Okay. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment. And, and ring the bell. And, hey. That's right. No guitar. Any Still no guitar. No, it didn't get delivered yet, but hopefully I get it today. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, send, you the, uh, I'll send you some pictures, Scott. Yes, please do. Here we go. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. Adios, guys. All right. I got to piss. See you guys.